So usually I start my four questions journalist by with a little welcome to another edition. Uh, but this is the first edition of a new podcast that I think I'm going to call the four questions Atlanta PR and marketing spotlight. And I thought who better to start with than my friend Karen West, who I keep saying we need to catch meet up for lunch or coffee and we're going in 10 different directions, which is not always a bad thing. But I wanted to do this podcast because I think I feel like there are so many cool, fun, innovative PR and marketing people around even just Metro Atlanta that I wanted to tell their stories and talk about what they do. And because I don't, you know, Karen, I, I don't know about you, but I feel like people don't understand what we do sometimes, right? And they don't know the difference between PR, marketing, and advertising. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. First, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be the first person. And as you said, we've been uh, trying to catch up in person for so long, I think, before COVID. Yeah. Uh, here we are and talking about PR. And um, it's really interesting. It's something that I think about all the time. And obviously, it's a question I'm sure that you get asked all the time, like, well, what is a PR and what is it that you do? And I think that there are a lot of misunderstandings. And also, it's kind of fuzzy as far as what we do and what we bring to the table and what different types of PR do. Right. And so, you know, you can have the very straightforward answer that if you ask like Alexa or, you know, you Google it, you know, who are we? We disseminate information. We're kind of the OG influencers. We're working for a brand. We're working for, you know, a person, whatever it may be. And we're creating messaging, taking it and getting it out to, you know, the right channels, hopefully. Um, but, as you know, and I'm sure you can speak from experience, it's a lot more. So I would love to hear from you, too, a little bit. <laughs> I think that your story is so important and what you've done for um, the Atlanta community when it comes to PR and marketing and media is really important. And they all really intertwine. And that's where I'm kind of a geek about it, too, which is why I'm very honored to be on this and talking about this because it's important. Yeah, and and I, was, I, I love kind of following you know, what you do with your clients. And I was, I was like, man, they got such fun clients. You we know, do. So sometimes my clients, all my clients are fun, right? But some are more fun right. than others, right? And every once in a while you get a client that's like, okay, this is really fun. This is really cool. And then you get, you know, some clients are like, okay, this is, this is an interesting client in a different way. You know, like a, it's a B2B client or it's a professional services and a very niche focus in an industry. And I mean, I've had clients where, you know, they'll come to me and say, you know, I I don't care about general consumer media at all. In fact, my first client, when I started, my, so I'm like 20 years in this owning my own agency thing, right? And uh, one of my, my first retainer client, it's like four months in, and this guy was, he was a small company that was selling supplemental health insurance. And I had to figure out what that meant for, for one thing, right? right? And, and he said, he said, well, we sell kind of a rider that goes with other insurance policies. That, so it's basically other insurance companies buy our product. He said, if you're a general consumer, general, you don't, you, you don't buy our product. He says, I don't care about being in the Business Chronicle or the Journal of Constitution. He said, I just want to be in insurance industry, trade publications. I want to speak at conferences. That's what I want to do. Like, okay, that's that's yeah. cool and that's focused and and i guess people think about 
PR and they think of like publicists and they think, oh, you know, you got to get me in the Wall Street Journal and CNN and get me on TV and in People Magazine and that kind of thing. And, you know, 90% of what we do is is not that. Right. You know, it's, it's that. Funny. Yeah, good. I was going to say, you know, it's like uh, so often, you know, for people in my age group, you know, it's sex in the city and you see somebody like Samantha and it's all glam or, you know, we do lifestyle <laughs> PR. You know, we are working with, you know, restaurants and music festivals and amazing brands and, you know, cool stuff. This is fun. We get to do it in a lot of ways. And we're very, very grateful for that. But there's a lot of really, really hard work that goes into it and behind the scenes and things that maybe the public doesn't know about um, as far as like these speaking gigs or the trade magazines or things that are important to the business world, or just even behind the scenes of helping to shape a brand messaging and um, these a strategy and getting them in front of the right people and all of these things that really aren't um, super sexy or what people think like oh my gosh well right. you know, you're going to get me on the red carpet or whatever and yeah sure that may happen but depending on the client but um, it's not just that <laughs> right and, and that that same insurance client that I was talking about you know we we started setting him up going to do presentations at like insurance industry conferences, which, you know, if you're not in the insurance industry, that doesn't sound fun, right? But, <laughs> but he, I said, you, you got to go to the, you know, you go to a couple, you get on the panels, you get your name out there, do keynotes and that kind of thing. It's like, okay, okay, fine, fine. He, he didn't want to do it. And he comes back from one of these conferences and he says, he says, forget what I said. I said, why? What happened? He said, okay. So I was at, I went to this conference and, uh, after I, did did whatever I was on this panel you set up and I was walking out and I was waiting on the 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 uh cab line to go back to the hotel and I started talking to this guy next to me. We we're just waiting for a cab. Turns out this guy was like a senior vice president with like the country's third largest insurance company and he had been trying to get into this company for two years and they wouldn't they weren't taking his calls. And because he was at this conference and because he met this guy, he got a meeting. And yeah. sold and sold this product. And he's like, he's like, this is whatever I was paying you for five years. This is worth more than that. Absolutely, he, he never yeah. would have never got. And, and that's and that's the kind of thing. And, and people don't understand that. I mean, the trade show stuff is just crazy. You know, people, oh, that's a whole that's yeah. a whole podcast right. episode. Like, right? All that, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, 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 I hate walking around trade shows because I, I always look at the people in the booth going, doing that wrong, doing that wrong. People sitting down, eating food, talking yeah. to themselves. I'm like, what, why are you here? I think when it comes to PR, you're, you're definitely, we always say that it's a lifestyle and it sounds kind of cheesy, but I think when you start thinking like a publicist or if it's in your human nature, which is really how I came into it, where, you know, I'd never taken a PR class in my life. Like, Right. If somebody is like, what's PR? It's like uh, public relations, but what does that really mean? (laughs) And really looking at what your strengths are and what you're good at. Right. And for me, it was networking. I was really a natural when it came to events, logistics, understanding behind the scenes or doing what you did where you're going in assessing a room and figuring out how to, you know, uh, take advantage of it, how to maximize it. And um, those are all roles that (laughs) we really play in addition to, you know, 
when you start working with different clients, you're often, you know, a psychologist, you know, you're, <laughs> you're a fireman, yeah. you're putting out, or firewoman, you know, you're putting out fires all day, you know, you're coming in and you're doing crisis communications or handling a crisis, which is a whole nother level that a lot of people don't understand that the care and, um, that goes into it and that there are all these different channels or the average person, you know, who's watching TV or watching a newscast and doesn't understand maybe the logistics behind a press conference. I love to use those examples to be like, okay, well, we're the people behind the scenes that are helping to make that happen. Right. Or if they don't understand, like, well, why don't we have all of this information right now? And it's like, okay, well, because it's not available at this time or there's certain protocol that has to be followed, you know, <clears throat> whatever it may be politically or otherwise. There's never like good sitcoms about PR people, right? I mean, you got these lawyers. I guess the lawyers would say the lawyer shows are not good sitcoms about lawyers either. But yeah. there was there was one on was it Netflix or something a year or two back called I want to say it was called Flax or something. Did you see that yeah, one? I did it was, not. It was like a it was like a it was like a British PR firm. Okay. And but it was all like high level superstars and and A list actors and celebrity clients right. and, and it was all it was like sex in the city. It was all parties and glamour and You're and, right. And, and all that kind of thing. I'm like In the land where that does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. He's like, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And 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 all the insanity that goes into planning an event from like, okay, yeah. what color napkin should we put on the table? I I decided I mean I I used to do a lot of that event logistics stuff for, for agencies. And I, and I got to the point where it's like, you know, I really don't care what color the napkins are on the tables yeah. anymore. So I'm going to let somebody else do that. Yeah. And I'm just going to do the media. media. And I, I would tell clients, this is, clients would be like, well, gosh, we didn't get a whole lot of media out to the this press briefing. I like, it doesn't matter. You got all this other media before and you're getting all this other media after. It doesn't matter if they're at your event. What matters is the coverage they do. And it doesn't matter if they think they could all show up for your event and none of them do any coverage. And are you going to be happy then that they all showed up for your event? I mean, reporters don't care. I think it's really interesting and uh, for sure. And I'm sorry, I, I totally got you off track because I'm excited to talk to you, but I know you have some specific questions. Yeah, so yeah. Okay. So dive into any of those or I'm just going to keep rambling and we'll be. Yeah, I, I know that we'll talk, we'll, talk, we'll talk for an hour. Yeah, um, yeah. So, um, well, I got to remind people. So, click that if you're watching this on YouTube, click the subscribe button because I'm 99% away from actually monetizing my my YouTube channel. Congratulations! No, no, That's nine, awesome. Nine, 99% away from it. Oh, 99%. I thought you were right yeah. there. No, 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 no. I'm like I'm one percent along the road. I have to have like 4,000 subscribers or something, and have like 80. So, you know, okay. by the time I retire, I'll actually monetize my YouTube platform. But I, you know, I keep clicking it going, oh, maybe I got, oh, there's another one. There's another one. It's like, subscribe. Go subscribe now. <laughs> one day I'm going to have a podcast and I'm going to have like 3,000 people click subscribe all at once. I'll be, oh, cool. And then I, can re- then I can retire and make money off of Yeah, you see all these people are making like millions of dollars off of the YouTube channels, right? Like, yep, how, yep. how do I do that? And it's stupid stuff, right? Yeah. It's like, look, I'm doing a YouTube about making Jello. Like, okay. All right, I so, <laughs> I, I, and I do love Jello. I do love Jello. Well, I, it, there's a show called The Next Level Chef, one of the Gordon Ramsay mm-hmm. shows, and one of the contestants is like a, she's like a TikTok chef or something like that. She makes things on, makes recipes on TikTok. 
and she's got you know a million subscribers or something like that. Yeah. So, I don't know. All right. Yeah. See now now I'm now I'm throwing off on tangents. Okay, but that's okay. All right, um, that's okay. <laughs> so let's 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 do this first. So sure. tell me what is Karen West PR, and I want you to talk about kind of your areas of specialty and your kind of the types of clients and the kinds of services that you offer your clients. So I'm going to let you talk about that yeah. first. Yeah. So um, you know the. What I would normally uh, spill out is that we are an award-winning, which I'm very proud of, um, lifestyle PR agency. Um, we have been in business for more than 17 years. Um, I co-founded it uh, with my business partner, Chad Shearer. Uh, he's amazing and incredibly talented and smart and an incredible, incredible publicist. Um, is, he, is he in the room there with you? No, he's not. Oh, okay, you're not. Yeah, you're not saying that because he's like off there with a car going. Say, no, I'm incredible. No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm gonna. Everybody, yeah, he's gonna like be like, oh, I'm amazing. <laughs> no, he's the most humble guy ever. So I really sometimes he's have he's, to say, he's a good guy. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, I, I, I interrupted you. So yeah, no, it's fine. You know, it, so we really special in lifestyle or specialize in lifestyle PR, and in our company is a little bit different. Um, as we're not really, really niche. We're in the lifestyle arena. A lot of times you'll find somebody who maybe really specializes in fashion or really, you know, is a hundred percent in or on board when it comes to restaurants or music, um, what have you. And I really just don't think that way. And in, in either, um, just Chad and, you know, I like, you know, a luxury lifestyle brand as much as I like a dive bar type of scenario. And so I really looked at brands that we want to work with and that we're excited about and that also um, we could build cross-promotional opportunities for. So if we're doing PR for a radio station or a music festival, how would that maybe fit into a beer client that we work with like a Wild Heaven? And so we really offer a range of services coming from your traditional PR campaigns to, of course, social media, um, which is so important, to graphic design, to event planning, to event management, um, and crisis PR is uh, definitely an area that we specialize in. I'm looking, I'm looking at your website as we're talking. Just kind of the, oh, yeah. the, the fun variety of of things that uh, that you guys do. We do. Um, we, we really do. And we like it. And I like a challenge. And I think that sometimes when, even when I get so stuck and well, I don't think anything's formulaic. And so I think it's really important to look at every client from a fresh approach. And so since we have a diverse range of clients, we can always bring fresh ideas to the table. So what are, what are some of your, just kind of, I guess, what are some examples of some of the clients that you, that you work with? Okay. So, um, let's see who's on our roster right now. Um, so right now, um, a wonderful client that we work with called Distillery of Modern Art. So, um, they are located in Chambly and, um, they're a distillery, but they also, um, have this amazing cocktail lounge and they're an art gallery and they do incredible events and they have live music. And, um, what they're doing is really special and unique, uh, to Atlanta and they are about to turn a year old. Um, another one we're working with, um, a, uh, fashion client antidote, um, who opened, um, close to a year ago over on the West side and antidote is very, very exciting. It's, um, 
very modern, cutting-edge fashion, and they're known for bringing really avant-garde, introducing cutting-edge designers, um, just incredible jewelry. I mean, home, it's for men and women. Mm. And really, I think after the pandemic, and I used to do Jeffrey Fashion Cares, they are bringing an element of fashion um, and excitement to Atlanta that is very much needed. Um, and once again, can elevate it beyond what we see in the luxury arena with the typical, <laughs> like an Hermes or, you know, Gucci um, yeah. that can easily be found. I drove, um, I drove, I drove by them the other last weekend, I think. And I, I remember in I the old Kodak building. Yeah. Right? The, yeah, over, yeah is yeah. it off like 17th right around there? Yeah. 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 That yeah, we whole were... building has a crazy history too, um, which is really exciting. It used to be an old uh, Kodak factory, and they used to do all kinds of like government, okay, stuff, like secret stuff there. Um, I, dro- I drove by, and I was like, "What is antidote?" And I and I kind of I, I, I read it as antidote. I was like, "What is ant, yeah. ant, ant and dote?" I was like, "What is that?" One must be <laughs> and see, um, now there's like seven degrees of Karen West, and now I know what ant, antidote means. Yeah, I like Kevin Bacon in that way. No, <laughs> No, it's really exciting. And then we also do a lot of stuff in Arizona. Um, we work with Relentless Beats out there who do a number of incredible um, events, festival music events. They actually just did um, 30 of the probably most high-profile pri- high um, parties during the Super Bowl, um, which is really exciting. They always have something going on, which is really cool. Um, we work with a ton of restaurants too. So um, everything from Amore More, which is incredible to concentric restaurants to Fire Pit Pizza Tavern. Um, you know, we're really lucky. It's hard to, you have to work out a lot with the restaurant clients. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Restaurant clients are interesting. We, we are, we've been working with uh, Mel Mushroom for the last year and a half or so, and they're Awesome. They're they're fun. They're you know it's a local locally founded locally based company here in Atlanta with but they have restaurants around the country and just kind of a a fun a fun vibe you know it's like mellow. They're like we're mellow. Yeah, they're they're super OG. Yeah, yeah. so we're, we're doing some like stuff for four twenty day right now. It's like okay, so Very so funny. one one of, one of the restaurants in uh, St. Louis area apparently has a dispensary right next door. I mean, that's brilliant. Right. Brilliant right. idea. I and, mean, and, and I don't know which was there first, but I'm like, you guys need a you guys need a billboard when you come yeah. out of the dispensary with a big arrow that says get your munchies here. Talk about yeah. synergy. Listen, right, I right. I am a huge, huge fan of all pizza, so <laughs> all right. So so here here's a, a fun question. We were talking about this earlier. What do people think you do versus what you really do? I think we touched on it a little bit. I think uh, a lot of times people will come to us and because we are fixers to a certain degree or saying, okay, well, I have this idea. And they think that somehow we're going to take that idea and turn it into reality. Um, a lot of times people will be like, they want to be famous. Um, you know, but then there are, you know, people who are like, I need for somebody, you know, to find a firm or find a person or find brand ambassadors to be talking about what I'm doing, or I need help when it comes to messaging, et cetera. Um, 
what we really are doing is wearing a lot of hats. Like I said, you know, we really are coming in and with every client, um, whether it's somebody who's brand new, whether it's somebody who's, you know, a, a worldwide brand, whether it's an event, assess what's going on and really talk to them realistically about what we can bring to the table and, and, and what PR is often, because um, there are a lot of misconceptions and we can say, hey, that, that's not in our real house. We can't, like, I can't make a phone call and be like, hey, yeah, you're going to be on the cover of, you know, GQ, you know, you can't, you can't do that. No, no, no. Well, it depends who you are. How about that? How about that? Right, um, right. You know, so, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting. I think that um, once again, we wear a lot of hats where I like to be as involved as possible with our clients. I really like to know what's going on behind the scenes and every, um, and every aspect of what's going on as much as possible. But I often think that businesses sometimes come in when they're in trouble or they don't know what's going on and they think that we can fix things um uh internally for them and we're yeah. in one of those people yeah i mean i had a i had a referral a couple years ago for a crisis client and it was one of those where they said uh you know they called me and said yeah we've got a we've got a meeting tomorrow with this investigative reporter from a local tv station he's coming out and i was like coming out tomorrow i say like, and you're calling me now and right. I, I literally wrote in the contract I will not guarantee I can make this go away, but right. we will try to make it less bad. Right, it's, less bad. Right, less bad. It was. I literally wrote that into the contract. He's like, "Really?" I was like, "Yeah." Uh, you know, no guarantees about what we can do here. And, I think uh, something, yeah. as I say, something that's important is that, especially when it comes to crisis, and I think that that can kind of span a lot of things. It doesn't always have to be crisis. I think that PR people were good problem solvers, and so we can look at any situation, and maybe it has something to do with what we specialize in, and maybe not. But I think that we have the ability ability to look at it and say realistically, what can we do or what can you do right. or help assess a, a situation so we're putting it in a more palatable format. Right. And so, sometimes a crisis is just, you know, we're going to get you through this week yeah. as, best, as best we can so you sound compassionate and coherent right. and responsive. But, you know, a month from now, your insurance company is going to be paying this person who was injured at your restaurant right. or, or, the, or your – facility or whatever um it's interesting there's a lot of people too who think and i think because it's hard to portray you know like you were saying in tv shows movies like you know what a pr person necessarily does and you know we do bring a lot to the table and i think you know for us speaking from our firm you know we really care about our clients and so we do have people who come to the table and they look for PR people or they look to surround themselves with people who are going to agree with what they're doing um, and or they have a vision and, you know, they can be singularly focused. And we're not yes people, even though we are people pleasers. I think naturally as PR people, like we aim to please, of course, like who does it? Um, but I think that we also have to set realistic um, expectations right. and right. also use our expertise to say, okay, this is, this probably won't happen. Should we always reach for the stars? Absolutely. But in certain scenarios, it's just not going to happen or this, or here are the steps that needs or needs to happen. So we can right. really lay out a strategy um, <laughs> on the groundwork or the necessary steps in order to help them achieve their goals. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that we started doing years ago with clients is, because you know, clients were having crisis issues, we we changed it from crisis communications to crisis preparedness. 
and we we do yeah. a whole a whole thing ahead of time where we sit down and say, "Tell us everything that could go wrong mm-hmm. you know, and we put together the processes to help them manage their crisis you know i <clears throat> things like I remember we talked to one client and said, okay, so where's your where's your media center going to be in a crisis? Well, it's going to be in this conference room here. I said, okay, what if your building's on fire? Then where's your media center? What do you mean? I said, you can't be in the building. You've had to evacuate. Where's your media center? Well, I don't know. I guess we'll go to somebody's house or something. I said, no. I think there's, yeah, a ho- there's a hotel across the street. You know, Talk to them ahead of time. And figure out how to make that your media center. You know that 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 kind of thing that people don't think about. And I think that's I think that's I mean one of the things that I love. I love that those logistical things, and I think that um, it's really great when you find the right PR person or firm or fit for you know your particular brand. Um, you know, people who rise to the occasion and who can do it quickly because we are constantly having to navigate no matter whether it's really exciting news. Hey, I have this opportunity. Like we need to grab onto it. We need to hustle. We need to move quickly or, Hey, you know, something really bad happened or, you know, you're dealing with a disaster or whatever it may be. Um, I, I definitely love PR because every single day is different. God, God knows that. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> it sure is. It sure We're good is. and bad. We're good and bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, but I mean, I've I've had the opportunity to work with so many different kinds of clients, from you know Olympics and Super Bowls to mm-hmm. professional services and schools, and you know, it, one of my weirdest clients was a was this company that was selling a food supplement for turkeys, and. I was working at Conan Wolf, and I remember I had, I had like all these turkey industry trade publications scattered around my cube. And Norman Wolf walks by my my cube and goes, "What? Do you, what is this? What are you working on?" It's like, "Oh, it's it's a client." He says, "Is it billable?" I said, "Yeah." He says, "He says okay," and he kept on walking. But you know, it was, it was one of those clients where they wanted to be in. Poultry Times magazine and feed right. stuffs and Turkey World, you know th- that that kind of just fun, fun, goofy stuff. But we got to go up to a turkey farm and tromp around and turkey. Listen, and I stuff. love stuff like that. Yeah. I, I do. <laughs> Don't panic! Don't panic! You just reached the end of part one. Of this uh, spotlight interview with Karen West. Tune in next month, and you'll hear part two. <laughs>